Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. We are, of course, looking at Jon Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man. And we're closing out the week with Minute 75. On today's show, the minute starts with a news report about Golmira villagers hiding in an old Soviet smelting plant and ends with Tony smashing some windows with a new hero pose. I love it when Tony gets smashy smashy. <laughs> he does uh, quite a bit of that in this minute. He Great. sure does. This is a fun minute. He's just total disregard for his own property. I adore it. You can it. do that when you're rich. Smash <laughs> things. Right. Break this is guitars. like foundation stuff he's messing with. Like, And I don't know if he remembers. His house is on a cliff. <laughs> he's not hitting any of the foundation. He's hitting lights and windows. You don't think, you don't think he's hit anything load-bearing? Yeah, it would be smart for them to... It, actually, it's smart for them to not show us as he blasts the window to, to like <laughs> leaving a giant hole in the wall behind the window. Right. We don't right. see that. Yeah. Do a quick cutaway. <laughs> uh, I really like this one. We were talking uh, last time about the stock footage of Warlords. Oh, uh, yes. And, and here we have just destruction in this factory and more Warlords. But again, I don't... I, I, you have a, such a much better eye for this than I do. Uh, the only one I think we have in here is Ferran Tahir. Is that right? Do you see anybody else familiar? No, it's, it's a lot of uh, kind of obscure shots of people as they run around. It's hard to pinpoint exactly who yeah. we see. And, but but it's, this is a key moment because this is... I mean, the last time Tony saw Raza, he was blasting him with a rocket in, and blowing up the wall of the cave and he, presumably buried and dead in the cave. This is the moment that Tony sees Raza and realizes he's alive. Yeah. Well, I was the, the other thing I was wondering is that the hero pose he takes uh, as he stretches his arm, the TV in the background has a mother, but immediately before that is a shot of, of hands holding a photograph. Is that photograph something we should know that felt a little bit too obvious in terms of the television footage that, that I felt like I should have seen that? You don't think so? No, because, I, I mean, if, if you listen to it, it's just I think that it's it's basically the story saying, you know, this this uh, this child is looking for his parents and the the woman is looking for her husband. I think, uh, you know, that's that's basically they're just giving us a sense of of these stories. All of this material at the Gomira village and at the outskirts was filmed at the blue cloud movie ranch and i'm guessing um that all of this uh stuff that we're seeing even at the smelting plant i think might probably be in the same area but i'm mm -hmm. guessing that it's just footage of people that they have and then they just kind of cut it together to make it look like news footage but the script i mean it references as we hear uh, the reporter talking, she says, uh, a seven-year-old boy, thin as a scarecrow, clutching yellowed photographs and holding them out to anyone who would stop with the child's simple question, where are my mother and father? A woman begging for news of her husband who'd been kidnapped by insurgents, either forced to join their militia or to be shot without reason. So I think that's what we're seeing here, is that mm -hmm. sort of footage. And I think what, what I think often happens with B-roll is... They'll have the script. And they need to go out and collect this footage. They'll talk with Favreau and, and say, get stuff that looks like this. And then they just go get it and then cut it together. And then we just have this this one little mandatory beat, which is insert, uh, you know, Ferran here. Yeah, right. That's the one key shot that they Raza, definitely right. make sure they get. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
it's 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 good stuff. And actually, uh, well, well, I'm going to talk about more of this later when we get to um, the the actual attack when Iron Man in the Mark III suit arrives at Golmira with the mm-hmm. smelting plant, because it's it actually it's there's an interesting story about some of this footage in this smelting plant. And uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation at that point. Okay. But at this point, we'll leave it a mystery. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's a mystery. Right. I think it's also important to note that not only do we see Raza, but we do see the Jerichos again. Mm -hmm. Just as another reference point that his weapons, it's not just his guns and stuff. It's these actual Jericho missiles that that are there. Right. And uh, it's a big, a big thing that we're seeing these. Yeah, and and they use the they they use the the cuts back and forth to Tony uh, on the couch really effectively, right? The first one he, we see the hollowed out, um, you know, actual factory, and we see some gunfire from the back of the truck, and then we cut to Tony a, a close up shot, and he's tightening the the wrist gauntlet, and it lights up ever so slightly, right? It's it's like a muscular yeah. flex, and then we cut back to actually see Raza, and Raza is looking straight at the camera like he's yeah. he's giving us a little pose then to the jericho and that's even harder for tony he has to look away now uh as he's tightening his fist and that's yeah. when he stands up i think that's just a very effective couple of cuts there uh yeah. to to demonstrate his emotional state well and and you can continue his emotional state because as he as he stands and starts walking he he takes that giant screwdriver yeah. of his and he just chucks it at his coffee cups. why would he do that uh, why <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so strange but uh you know these coffee cups are always upside down or they're sitting there for <laughs> no, days no, no, the, the screwdrivers in the sugar i <laughs> so when we we the next shot so every time he walks by the kitchen i'm like looking at, at what is on the surfaces and it looks like he's got some nature's miracle uh dish soap cleaner uh and those paper towels they look recycled like those paper towels do not look like bounty or anything or, or bounce or whatever it is. Uh, the yeah, they look they look pre brown. Yes, they are pre browned. Uh, they're dirty, <laughs> right. dirty towels. Uh, so then we get the hero shot where he lifts his arm and we see that he has a Nintendo. Is that a Wii? I don't know when the Wiis came out. It is. It's a Wii. He has a Wii and a photo of his dad. And then some other photo. I don't know what that other photo is. That's directly under the TV. But there's a there's a big one and his dad, and then the green apples that we've seen off and on. That's right. Something else that uh, that I have not brought up, but I uh, I feel like I should have a number of times. I've had the opportunity um, because I've seen the painting back there uh, behind. Uh, on the left, the one that's kind of a, it's like a white, black, white, yes. horizontal bars. Sure. That, that is uh, Adriatics by Bryce Martin. Oh, fancy that. I did not know. Yeah. I think it's actually, I think he did a series of them, and that's one of them. Is I don't it, know. Is it for sale? Which one, but I, I don't know if it's for sale or not. Um, I can't find that specific one. All the ones that I see of Adriatics are just the two-bar mm-hmm. versions. So well, I'm on the market. So if you find it, <laughs> I'll let you know can, when I find out how much uh, you need to drop for that one. Can we move to what I believe is the potentially the most controversial technology question in the entire series? Oh, really? And what would that be? I'm beginning at second thirty-five, 
Uh-huh. Right. We're looking at Tony. I'm frozen on this. And I am now cycling forward in the minute, frame by frame. All right. And what you'll see as his repulsor in his hand begins to brighten, looking at his chest, the tubes coming out of his chest begin to fill like curly straws with some sort of repulsor juice coming right. out of his chest. Repulsor juice, Andy. I love it. Yeah. I think I love it, but weird. I don't think we've ever, have we ever talked about the fact that there is a substance in these straws that has to be incredibly reactive and <laughs> and it's just in straws? It's in straws, it's, Andy. It's repulsor juice. And then it comes pouring out of his hand. Is that, what justification spraying, do we have here? Spraying juice everywhere. It's, this is a juice man. It's, it's juice. <laughs> it is. It's some sort of, of, of nuclear juice. I don't Are know. Are you not fired up about this? Fired up. I love it. Did you hear what I, I think did? It's so cool. I yes, you're very clever. I have I love it's something it happens so fast. I don't think I ever watched the the little cords. 10 frames. Uh, as yeah, it's very short. Um I but I love it. It's it's a great little ad that they actually have the the arc reactor. It, I, to me, it's like it's you're seeing how it's powering that stuff up. And it it's I don't know. I think it's cool. Well, whether it's this is my question. Is this how electricity it's the electric works? radioactive blue juice? Is, is this how electricity works? Like if all of our cords were clear, would we see the juice flowing through them? <laughs> is this how that works? Because, man, we have been sold a bill of goods. I think it's we would have the, really. our STEM programs would be just overflowing with candidates who want to learn about the electrical goo that <laughs> runs through our cords. It's amazing. It's uh, it is. It really is fantastic the way that it does that. <laughs> We we need to have more clear power cords yes, so that we can we enjoy so transparency enjoy this more. in engineering. That's what we're. This is a call for. We need <laughs> posters and a walkout of something. So this is the this I I do like in all seriousness. I love this transition because as soon as he fires, we cut to a reverse shot on him. We're behind him, and he knocks himself back, and he blows up his lights. It's fantastic. It's perfect. And I love the the pose as he throws himself backward, you know, and and realizes the power that's in in this gauntlet. Well, I also love that this is this seems to come to him as sort of a surprise, right? Like yeah. he wasn't aware that he could unleash this kind of technology as as a weapon, as an offensive thing. It seems like like this is the first time he he's recognizing he could do something different than just stabilize flight. Uh, and and I love that because this is a follow on to the last minute's set of surprises where he's frustrated. He learns horrible things. He realizes he needs to change gears, um, you know, with this Iron Man suit and use it for something different. And now he realizes how he's going to do that. And I think this package of three minutes is is a really special kind of unveiling. Uh, and it's very efficient one after the other. I will say it's amazing the kick that he gets from the blast here mm -hmm. i mean it, it like throws his arm back like if it wasn't attached it would have thrown his arm right off of his body right it's it's a really strong kick <laughs> thank god it's it attached has. arms <laughs> thank god we go from that and then then he's got the next couple blasts that he has and it never has the same kick or he's uh, maybe he's just really kind of yeah ready grown, for it grown to expect what it is but still i mean he does a great job of of maintaining considering how much kick he had off that first one. 
What I what I wonder is his pose, right? He has this new hero pose we mentioned, right? And the hero pose, he turns, he has his, uh, you know, in this case, his right arm uh, has the gauntlet on it and is firing, and his other hand is up. Is that a protective move that you that that he's sort of just emerged out of the activity of firing? Um, because it looks really cool. Right. I mean, it looks like a cool move that one might just do to pose. But is there also a purpose behind it? I don't know if there's a purpose behind it. Uh, I don't. It's hard to tell, like, what he's doing every time if he's always raising like the first time that he does it. You can't quite tell. I mean, it looks like he's raising his hand, Mm -hmm. but it is he holding it up like he's pretending he's also blasting with that hand. Right. Because the other two times it kind of looks like he's doing that. But actually. The way that I think it is, the, the so when he goes over to the windows, the first time you just can't quite see what he does with his left hand um, because it's a real close. The second time he turns, he is actually holding his arm up with like his hand, his left hand is actually holding mm. his arm. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying yeah. there. But then at the, the very last frame of the minute, he's not. Right. The third time you get the kind of the, the ninja move where he's kind of just holding the both up like he does the spin blast. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing around. I think he's just okay. having fun, clearly. But it's it's an important moment because this is that great, I think it's nicely written how the the audio comes back in from the from the reporting. There's very little hope for these refugees, refugees who can only wonder if who, if anyone, will help right. as he walks up to um the the glass and then the the uh the focus shifts from him to his reflection in the glass as he sees himself it's like he's going to be the one who's yeah. going to help it's i mean it might be a little obvious but i think it actually works pretty nicely here i do too and i also like that uh you know i don't know why but clearly the fact that he's now blasting his windows to pieces is not enough to set off any alarms of any kind in his house yeah that's a good point oh tony I mean, it's quite a security system that that he has. Maybe for... what he's discovering is that this it's through this activity that uh, he's actually discovering that his security system is terrible. And this is what leads to Ultron. <laughs> you know, I will say we we're going back to what we we're saying earlier. He blasts the windows. Mm-hmm. You do actually see right at the very end of this minute, about second 58, you see all the, the, as the last window falls or the second to last window falls. You see the walls behind the windows. Yeah. And they're totally fine. Yeah. It's a very narrow blast. Very like, narrow. It, like he can choose yeah. it. It throws him back significantly. And yet yeah. it only extends about six feet. Well, I don't know. The first blast that he does from the other side Clearly of the room. is longer. I mean, he shoots, yeah. he shoots down the, the length of his workshop. And he, it's not like the close lights that he hits. No. It's like lights that are about, you know, three or four lights down that he Right, he right. Hits. Yeah. And, you know, that cross shot in the last few seconds when we we're looking down the angle of of the thing, it looks burned out. Yeah. Like it's a hollow shell right. of you're a seeing, workshop. Yeah. You're seeing a bunch of uh, uh, sparks and everything. And hanging cords from the across, ceiling. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, really. But if you look at it, really, all he does, he knocks a light off the ceiling. Right. That's it. It creates some sparks. It looks like it hits the uh, the fire sprinkler pipe. So yeah. I guess it's lucky that he didn't knock the fire sprinklers and set them off. But what other, you know, what other wonderful antiques does he blow up in his in his library, right? Have we got, at least he didn't touch the planes. 
Yeah, those uh, he's got a great set of model planes behind him that you can see. Um, it, it, you know, as he's as he's gearing up to to do the work uh, to do his first test mm-hmm. at about thirty four seconds, and then as he walks forward, you see. Uh, a set of probably about uh, it looks like six model planes behind him. I was, re- you know, it's they're really hard to tell what they are because the angle, the size, uh, and I'm just not that astute with my uh, planes. Mm-hmm. But it looks like the first one is the XB70 Valkyrie, and then the next one it looks like an F17. I can't quite tell. The mm-hmm. third one looks like and the X36. The fourth one, I don't know. It almost looks it just looks like a. 747 or something yeah it's like sure. uh it's, yeah it's like air force one kind yeah. of a yeah. thing yeah. and then you've got the phantom and then there's a clock which lets us know that it's i you know okay. we're assuming that this is after the the uh mm-hmm. the fundraiser so it's probably just a little after midnight mm-hmm. and then the very last one there i can't quite tell what that one is but it looks like a a you know supersonic jet of some sort yeah nice models it's a nice set of models that he has there i really like the phantom that he has it's a cool-looking one. Yeah, it's very cool. Is so, that time possible? To be mi- midnight? Well, the shorthand looks like it's just to the left of the 12, which means it should it's, be like 1150-something, but the longhand is to the right of the 12. Yeah. So it's, you know, I've it depends on how well the clock is working. If it's an older clock and the 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 minute hand is not quite lined up like it could be midnight where the the it should be lined up at midnight but the the minute hand is for whatever reason just a little off so i i think it could work it seems like an interesting thing that is not that it is the not reliable thing in tony's lab but it looks like an old clock and to that end i'm like yeah, it looks like well, and it's a it looks like a clock that was out of like the cockpit of a of an old plane or out of an old like airplane hangar. You know what I mean? It looks like a like an old yeah. airport clock. Like you would see this, you know, flying through Tulsa in 1972 <laughs> uh, on the wall, something like right, that. Right, exactly I mean? that. <laughs> a, a, what has now become a flyover state it used to be a major hub and this was a clock there and it means something to him i have <laughs> i have reasons you have reasons right <laughs> oh it's very funny i mean the last thing i really wanted to say about this minute is you know, and going back to kind of what we were talking about with the 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 hero's call the fact that tony's been making this suit but it, it's not necessarily had a reason this is the moment where all of a sudden he, it seems like, as you mentioned, it seems like he's realizing that there is some militarized power options with what he's developing here. The fact right. that he blasts, you know, he's he's fiddling, he's so mad that he's fiddling around with his gauntlet, with his flight stabilizer, and he blasts it, and it actually does something. It actually kind of destroys elements of his office, and he looks at it. And it's like there's this this trigger with him. And I, I don't know what the trigger is. Like, what is it that really sets him off? Is it the fact that the Ten Rings are still active? Is it that Raza's alive? Is it the fact that Yinsen's hometown of Gulmira is being uh, destroyed? Is Does Tony want revenge? Is he looking to um, avenge Yinsen and become an Avenger? <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? Uh, that was good. Is, no, or is he? Is he? Does he just want to? Does he want to save all these innocent people? I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? 
Yeah, I I think it's he was already cemented. His path was already cemented with the pictures and the news from Obi. I, I think he was going down this this road. I think you know what's what's infuriating him and uh, is is just further cementing, uh, you know, his resolve to move in this direction. And that comes with the glorious surprise that uh, it turns out the suit is powerful in different ways. Um, than he expected. There is a thing that is interesting to me around the script. It seems like they've adjusted the the uh, the rhythm of the scene and how he is is messing with the gauntlet. You know, in in relationship to the clips from the TV from from the news. Is that feel right to you? It feels like it's a it's a much more sort of dramatic you know portrayal of the uh, of the gauntlet's power after the the news clips are done and in the scripts it, it in the script he actually is i don't know if i'm not hearing it right but he's actually shooting at the light fixtures and then coming back to long stretches of tv reporting i well it's it's tricky because it's it's one of those things where obviously multiple things are happening at once the tv's playing mm-hmm. and he's doing this stuff and the way that right. you'd have to do that in the script is like a two column uh, thing where you have the TV on one side and then you have his actions on the other. And I, yeah. I think that what we're, we're getting here is just, uh, you know, they're they're playing the TV stuff and then they're showing what Tony's doing and then they're going back and it forth. Gets, you know. Yeah, and it gets super quiet because the gauntlet has its own vibrational noise and we lose track of the voices on the screen. You can kind of still hear them behind in the toward the end of this minute, but you can't make out what they're saying anymore. Yeah, and I think some of that's just the way that they chose to mix it because obviously mm-hmm. they're wanting us to pay attention to uh, to what, what he's, he's doing. doing. But as like as, as I said earlier, when he walks up and his reflection kind of changes, they want us to really pay attention to what the reporter is saying, and that right. audio really kind of kicks back in. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. I feel like the the portrayal on screen of this scene is is terrific, and um, you know, is is paced just it's just perfect. Uh, it is. It gives us a chance to see the power of this suit using only one part, and uh, uh, that's that that takes a lot of subtlety. And we get the inner workings of it by watching the the uh, uh, new radioactive blue the juice. juice. <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, the RT juice. Cool. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything else for this minute. I certainly don't. All right. Well, let's wrap it up then. That's it for today's show, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Until next time, true believers. 